Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This episode of Positively Trek is brought to you by our supporters on Patreon, including Jim Stoffel, Joyce Marin, Carl Morris, and our associate producer, William Smith. Visit patreon.com slash positively trek to help support the podcast. Perks include early access to episodes, exclusive content, shoutouts, associate producer credits, and more. Thank you all very much for your support, and enjoy the show. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life, and new civilizations. To boldly go where no one has gone before. That's right. Production is officially underway on the all-new Star Trek series. Strange new worlds. I'm just so excited to say those words. Stepping back onto the Enterprise will always feel like a dream come true. To sit there and to look around and to see everything, it felt so real and it was so magical. It looks like it could take off. Such a surreal moment for me that I will remember for a very long time. On a scale of 1 to 10, I would say it's like a 705. So get ready for the voyages you have been waiting for. We've started. We're in Toronto. We're in production. Here we go. Here we go, another episode of Positively Trek, and this is episode number 95. Wow, we've, we've been doing this for a while, Dan. How long have we been doing the show? You know, someone brought this up in our discussion group on Facebook, and it's been just a little bit over a year now that we've been doing Positively Trek. Hey, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, and thank you so much to Frank Boulay in the Positively Trek discussion group for pointing that out. Uh, it, it was something that we had met, had planned on mentioning in this episode. So, uh, yeah, thanks for noticing. And yeah, it's been really cool. It's been a year. This, this whole week has been kind of a, a year long <laughs> anniversary for various things around the world. But the one really positive thing is the one year anniversary of Positively Trek. I have to admit that I forgot. We had our anniversary coming up until I saw that post. I was like, oh, yeah, it's been a year. You know, a lot of podcasts don't make it to a year. I mean, it's it's not easy. And it's like, wow, we actually did it. We got through a year. So let's let's try to get through another year. So welcome, everyone, to Positively Trek. I'm Bruce Gibson with Dan Gunther. If this is the first time you've been listening to the show, well, you've got a year's worth of shows you can catch up on now <laughs> to hear what we've talked about. And it's funny with a whole year basically of the world in kind of various states of quarantine on and off and that kind of thing. I think a lot of new podcasts have surfaced in 2020 and you can rest assured that when everything gets back to normal and a lot of those podcasts disappear, we're going to still be here making this one because we were planning this podcast long before any of that happened in 2020. So this isn't a pandemic podcast. This one is here to stay. Yes, it is here to stay a pandemic podcast. I hadn't thought about that. No, we're not that. You know, it's it's interesting because when I started podcasting 
in general about six, seven years ago, I, I didn't know a lot of people that were podcasting. I mean, there, there were still a lot of people that I had to explain in my daily life when I'd say I had a podcast. They're like, no, wait, what's that? And what's, I, I've heard a podcast, you know, there were still a lot of people that didn't know what podcasts are. Now, all those years later, I, I come to today and there's times I talk to people and they're like, oh yeah, I'm starting a podcast or I have a podcast. I'm thinking, well, everybody's got a podcast now, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be the new thing. You know, everybody had an email address when the internet first came out. Now it's going to be like, oh, hey, I'm so-and-so. Check out my podcast. And, you know, when you go for a job interview and you don't tell them your podcast name, it's going to be weird. Like, where's your podcast? I don't understand. How will I learn more about you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like when you meet people, you shake their hands. Hi, my name's Bruce Gibson. They're like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. Where can I hear you? (laughs) <laughs> It'd just be a standard question. You know? I'm on SoundCloud, Tuner, Spreakin, uh, speak, you know, all these things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then I love to say I do Star Trek in my podcast and people are, sometimes people are like, oh, well, yeah, I don't really watch Star Trek or I'm not that, far, but I'll have to check your show out. And I'm always like, yeah, but you won't know what we're talking about <laughs> if you don't watch Star Trek. Right. So, cause they wouldn't know what we're about to talk about now. They wouldn't know anything that makes this so great that we've got some updates on strange new worlds they'll be like okay i don't know what what's strange new worlds well you you have to listen and we have an update on director nicholas meyer has a new pitch in for a star trek movie we're going to talk about that and then people be like well who's nicholas meyer right and we're going to talk about a new history channel docu-series we have an update uh, about the showrunners and star trek prodigy and we have some covers uh that were released for some star trek books and again if somebody didn't know anything about star trek they'd be like what i care about new covers right yeah, what's this all about why am i listening to this yeah no <laughs> right. for sure but of course the people listening most of the people listening today i would hope are huge star trek fans like bruce and i so This first piece of news, as you mentioned, I think is probably one of the most exciting things to happen in a while because I've gone on record as saying, where's the news about casting and stuff like that for Strange New Worlds? Where is this news? And now we finally have some. I thought about you when I saw this (laughs) announcement. You were the first person I thought of. I thought Dan's like, well, there it is. We finally got it. But I'll be honest with you. I saw a headline that said Strange New World announced that it's in production. And I just was like, yeah, so we know that. Like, I was like, now we got the official announcement. I didn't even look to read any further than that. Oh. And then it, yeah. And then it was later that I saw something. I was like, wait, there's more to that announcement than just that they started production. We actually have additional cast members announced. What? I think in uh, in journalism, that's called burying the lead because, you know, yeah, this is I saw the news as Strange New Worlds adds new cast members, new cast members announced. And I was like, ooh, and I clicked it. And then I saw like whatever news story I saw this on. I saw they've officially announced they're in production. I was like, yeah. And the new cast members. So Wherever you read it, they led with the wrong thing to get the Star Trek fans to click. (laughs) Right, because I didn't click. They failed at getting me to click. Mm -hmm. But then eventually, I did get to see this. So five new cast members. 
So, I mean, this is exciting because it's always exciting. It makes it feel more real, too, you know? That we're yeah. getting this new series. So, not only is it in production, we actually see some more faces. We actually know there's a cast, you know? And more so, people to add to your Twitter follow list. So, that's always exciting. Oh, my exciting. gosh. Yes. <laughs> it's so weird because I remember back in the day when, like, Deep Space Nine was announced. And I remember seeing the headshots of the new cast members. And the same thing like with Voyager and Enterprise, so on and so forth. And, you know, now, of course, now Discovery. Like, I would, I'd get excited. Like, these are people I'm going to get to know, you know, not personally, but get to know about them more and, and be watching them on screen. But because we've been getting so much Star Trek lately, it's, I'm not saying this isn't exciting, but it's just like, wow, this is a big party of new people that I've gotten to know in the last couple of years associated <laughs> with Star Trek. Yeah, a lot more people to see on, you know, lineups for star trek las vegas and stuff too you know that's that's where my mind goes is like these people are going to join the star trek family and that's really cool and they're going to be on our screens but also they're getting introduced to this whole world of star trek conventions and the rabid fans and that kind of thing and sometimes i'm like oh you guys have no idea what you're in for so it's it's going to be interesting it's funny you said that because I do think when I see new cast members announced, I always look at their picture and I think, you have no idea. <laughs> you just, you don't have any idea what you're getting into. You're probably going to get a call from Jonathan Frakes who's going to say, let me tell you what it's like. You know, let me show, <laughs> tell you what you need to be prepared to be in for here. So, yeah. I mean, just imagine their first, I want, you know, that's the cool thing. Wouldn't it be great to be at their first convention, the oh, first yeah. time they're doing a Star Trek convention and getting to meet them and just seeing them like taking it all in, you know, mm -hmm. that's, that's an exciting thing. So one of the first ones that will be taking it all in is Babs Alusamokin. He will be on Strange New Worlds. He's the first cast member we have here on our list. And honestly, by the way, before we even get to the others, including Babs, I, I don't know any of these people, like, from anything. I mean, maybe I've seen them on some, but I don't recognize any of them. I'm not like, oh, that person's on the show that I used to watch or in this movie. I don't really recognize them. But he apparently was in Netflix Black Mirror. He's Marvel's Defenders. He was in that. HBO's series The Night Of. And uh, that's a miniseries. And he was also in the remake of Roots for History's uh, 2016 remake. But... Mm. Uh, yeah, I've probably seen him, but I don't remember him. Yeah, I know I've seen him in Black Mirror, uh, but again, I it was it's been quite a while since I saw that, so I, I don't have a lot of uh, strong memories of him. I was I was looking him up online, and one of the really interesting things I noticed is he's really into Brazilian jiu-jitsu, apparently. So I'm wondering if there'll be any big fight scenes, kind of like we got with Giorgio on Discovery, if you know they're going to use that aspect of his skill set as well. Oh, you have to think they're probably well. I mean, you've got to. <laughs> if somebody's got that skill set, this is a perfect opportunity to use that. So we also have Christina Chong. She is... Uh, was recently in a live adaption of the classic Hanna-Barbera cartoon, Tom and Jerry. And I love Tom and Jerry, but I haven't seen that movie yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't seen that either. I've, I've seen the trailers. Uh, probably not really marketed towards me necessarily, but uh, that's definitely uh, something that I have noticed. Interestingly enough, and again, just looking up these actors online, Christina Chong apparently had a scene in... 
the force awakens the first uh star wars film of of the the sequel trilogy but that scene was cut before the film was released so because i i looked up her name and i saw a whole bunch of hits having to do with star wars and she has an entry on wikipedia for example and i'm like <laughs> i do not remember her in star wars and i'm a pretty big star wars fan as far as like the films go so i think i would have remembered but yeah no she's uh her scenes were cut unfortunately yeah because when you said she was in the force awakens my mind quickly was just running through the movie like wait wait wait, <laughs> where was she where was she but okay she was in a cut scene yeah i'll have to look that up um i'm not familiar with the cut scene that she was in i want to look at that wikipedia thing but i do see her here because she's got a long list like i see black mirror is also on this for mm-hmm. her but uh doctor who she was on that uh, the one thing that stands out to me, she has a film credit on Christmas Eve opposite Patrick Stewart. So mm-hmm. there's a Star Trek connection there. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, she was in Johnny English Reborn. So, you know, that's pretty huge. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I actually, I haven't seen Johnny English Reborn, but I did see the first Johnny English and it was very good. So uh, I, I don't know why I haven't seen that. <laughs> I don't know why I ha- I haven't seen any of them, so I, I don't know. <laughs> so, it's Rowan Atkinson. I love the guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I need to see it. You know, another thing to put on my list. I've got a list. <laughs> Not only do I have a list of Star Trek books I want to read that I haven't read, I have a list of things on TV and movies and stuff I haven't seen that I want to see. So, but, you know, Star Trek is always first, you know, I got to, hey, you know, I'm not putting a putting off any new star trek series when it comes on right oh, no. I'm like oh i have to get around to watching that sometime <laughs> like no <laughs> yeah i, I never understand that like there's some friends of mine who are fans that are like oh i haven't gotten around to watching the the finale of season three of discovery yet and i'm like what <laughs> how do you how, how? what <laughs> Yeah, when somebody's a big Star Trek fan, that's kind of hard to understand. I mean, it's one, it's, I can understand more if, oh, I don't really like that new Star Trek series, so I don't really watch it, even though I'm a big Star Trek fan. Okay, I can understand that. But if you're into Star Trek and you're a big Star Trek fan and you're watching something, I would think you would immediately want to like see the next episode. But maybe they're just not into the new show as much as we are. I don't know. Yeah, that could be. <laughs> uh, but uh, so then we have Celia Rose Gooding. And she was in Jagged... Well, no, she... Okay, so she plays Frankie Healy in Jagged Little Pill. And she's a great singer. I've watched her sing the song online. She's really good. Check her out. So she's got this whole Broadway background. So she's going to be on the series. And by the way, before we go into this anymore, we're not mentioning characters because that hasn't been announced. Yeah, that was one of the surprising things. And... and just a tiny bit frustrating is, yeah, we know these five actors, but we don't know the characters they're playing, which, you know, at this point, if they're characters that haven't existed in Star Trek before, it wouldn't really mean much anyway. But, you know, I love to start imagining these people in the roles that they're playing kind of thing. Like, is one of them the doctor? Is one of them the security officer? Is one of them something else? You know, I, I'd love to know that. And, and we'll learn that soon enough, I'm sure. But you can tell I'm just like excited. I want to know every little thing right now. Are one of them going to be a Vulcan or an Andorian or yeah. yeah, Exactly. Right. Uh, Yeah. Let's touch on that a little later. So Jess Bush is another one that was announced and she starred as Helen in the indie feature Skinford. And of course she's got multiple roles on things. She was on channel 10 series playing for keeps 
And uh, again, I'm not that familiar with Jess, but believe me, we'll become very familiar with these people soon. Yeah, definitely. She's someone I looked up as well, and and more so than anyone else on here. I've never seen them in anything. It looks like like a lot of uh, overseas stuff. Uh, she had a big role in a, an Australian show, Halifax Retribution, for example. So uh, excited to see what these people bring to Star Trek as well. And then the last one is Melissa Navia, and she has a credit in Dietland from the AMC series. And she's been on guest roles on Showtime's Billions and Homeland. So uh, she's also been off-Broadway in some things. So again, I mean, a lot of these people have, you know, a good resume behind mm-hmm. them. Yeah, Homeland I've watched a little bit of. I It was quite a while ago, and I never finished watching it. So I'm not sure if I've seen her in that show or not. But uh, I, I do recognize some of the, the credits here, at least. <laughs> so we were saying earlier that... We don't know what characters they're playing. We don't know if they're aliens. We don't know anything about the characters. We just know these five actors have been added to the roster of, as being cast members. But it does make me think, will we see any of them play a character that we saw in the cage? That's what I was wondering a bit, too. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't thought really much about it at all, but I'm going to say no. No. That's all new characters. Yeah, that's my guess as well, for sure. What's interesting is we don't know even if any of the Enterprise crew that we saw in Discovery or Short Treks, if any of them are going to be in the show. I have to imagine at least some of them would be, like Lieutenant Amin and uh, Cadet Sidhu from Ask Not, the Short Treks episode. I'd love to see them. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to, yeah. Well, and we don't even know if these cast members are even bridge crew members or or Enterprise crews members. They could be villains in the show. That's true. Absolutely. I think I did read that they are all regular cast, which is good. Because I remember when Discovery was announcing actors, they kind of released a bunch of actor names and character names. And... You know, for example, one of them turned out to be a Klingon we see in one episode or something. So I was thinking they're like a primary cast. They're going to be, you know, so-and-so. But, oh, no, this is Danas of House Ujili who shows up in one episode or something. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's cool. But that's not what I my impression was. But from what I've read, all five of these are regular cast. Okay. Well, that's Hopefully good. that holds true. <laughs> that means we'll see them probably in more than one episode at least, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Now, okay, Dan. So there's this other video that came out. I did not watch this, so I don't know anything about it. Have you watched this video? I did watch it. It's very, it's, it's less than a minute long. It's basically all five of, of these new cast members, plus Ethan Peck, Anson Mount, and Rebecca Romaine kind of little blurbs saying uh, what, you know, that they've, they've started production and they're really excited and stuff. We'll have the audio of that at the start of this episode, I think. Kind of a neat way to lead into this. So you'll have heard that uh, if you're listening to this episode. Yeah, it's, it's a fun little video. Definitely worth a watch. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was going to watch it and then I just forgot about it and I didn't watch it. So I guess they're all just like, hey, hey, glad to be here. Hey. 
pretty right? much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the cool thing is if you watch the video, look carefully. And I didn't realize this, but thanks to this Trek core article, when I rewatched it, I was able to watch out for this. Uh, you can see that Ethan Peck's eyebrows, the sides of them are shaved to allow for the Vulcan eyebrows when he plays Spock. And uh, Rebecca Romaine has dyed her hair dark. So when she played number one in Discovery, that was a wig that she wore over her typically blonde hair. Uh, but in this video, you can see she has dyed her hair to uh, take on the role of Lieutenant Commander Una. Hmm. That's commitment right there, dyeing your hair. Well, I, for all I know, I mean, she's blonde, but maybe she is a natural brunette. <laughs> you know, I don't know. So, okay, that's good. I love it when people make a commitment like that. So, okay, let's move forward on something. So, again, this whole idea of me looking to see, oh, what's going on in Star Trek lately? I saw another headline about Nicholas Meyer pitching a new Star Trek movie. And I was like, okay, can we stop all this? Can we stop all these people pitching movies that never seem to happen and stuff? And again, I didn't read it right away. I was just like, I'll deal with it later. But it appears it was something he had pitched, right? Mm -hmm. It's not something he's currently pitching. Yeah, it was within the last year he's pitched it. So it's a fairly recent pitch. So it might be something that they're considering. It might be something they've not, they're not considering at all. Who knows? Because recently we heard that Kalinda Vasquez was writing a script for a possible new movie. So that's why I was like, wait, are we pitting her against Nicholas Meyer now? And there's going to be multiple scripts. But from what I read here in this interview with Trek Movie, and by the way, guys, you're doing a fantastic job. Keep it going. So Nicholas Meyer says to Trek Movie, my partner Stephen Charles Jaffe and I wrote a whole treatment and plan for a Star Trek feature film. We didn't write a whole script. We wrote a very detailed treatment and a whole pitch doc with illustrations. It's a very comprehensive thing. And first we took it to Alex Kurtzman, and then we took it to J.J. Abrams, and then we took it to Emma Watts at Paramount. Okay, so it made its rounds, this treatment. It wasn't a script, but it was very detailed treatment. Okay, and then he says, it was a detailed proposal for what could have been a film. Or it could have been a series, or it could have been a film leading to a series, or a series leading into a film. It could be a series of films. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds so funny to me. <laughs> He's really, yeah, keeping it, keeping it open, keeping his uh, options open there for sure. I, I do want to say for those of you out there who might be asking, this is not... Uh, his SETI Alpha series that he pitched a yes. while ago, the mini series set on SETI Alpha 5 featuring Khan. This was a new project separate from that. So this wasn't just a repackaging of that. Right. So it's not tied to past TOS movies, TNG movies, Kelvin movies. He says it will involve new characters. So yes, a totally new idea, not SETI Alpha. And he says, this was an independent piece of the Star Trek universe based on holes in the chronology, which would allow for insertion of original material. Mm, where could this fall? This could be the Romulan War, maybe? This maybe. Could be I, there's no clues whatsoever. It could whatsoever. be anything. Yeah, right. absolutely. <laughs> that was just the first thing that popped in my mind when I thought, what haven't we explored yet? What, what's a hole out there? And that was the first thing that popped in. But yeah, it mm -hmm. could be anything. Yeah, definitely. Now, the fact is they are doing, they are contracting Kalinda Vasquez to write her film. 
before this all happened, there was a point where, you know, whoever is in charge of films at Paramount said and, and released in a statement, we're working on two Star Trek films concurrently right now. It's very exciting. Now, both of those, of course, are off the shelf and, and, and away, but there is precedent. They could be working on more than one project at once. So I don't think one necessarily supplants the other, but there's just no indication here of how seriously this is being taken by Paramount. This is all just Nick Meyer talking about his pitch. So we don't know the other side of it, if it's on somebody's desk or if it's in some folder somewhere not being looked at, or if it's in the garbage bin, we really don't know. You know, you almost have to think of it like a job interview. Imagine you send in your resume, you fill out a job application, but it doesn't mean you got the job. And imagine if your life was followed by the press. They'd be saying, oh, you're working at so-and-so place. And you're like, no, 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 I didn't get the job. I only sent them the application or I only had the one interview. Doesn't mean I have the job yet. It's mm-hmm. almost like that. You know, they're still considering. And you know, it makes me wonder too, if... If, and I say a strong if, because I don't know if I necessarily believe this, but could this be the Alex Kurtzman project that he hasn't announced yet that's in the works? That could very well be as well. Yeah. I mean, we just have no idea. Anything we say is just complete 100% speculation, but it, yeah, it could be. I will. Okay. You know, I, I could get in trouble for saying this from Viacom CBS, but I do have some inside information that I'm going to announce. And that is that they don't tell us anything. (laughs) So if Viacom CBS didn't want me to say that they don't tell us anything, then I'm going to get in trouble, but they don't. (laughs) Yeah. We don't know anything. (laughs) We know nothing. I I wish I knew something that way I could sleep easier at night that I know something. By the way, I did buy that new uh, audio book. Of Nicholas Myers. Oh, yeah. View from the Bridge. I haven't listened to it yet, but I did purchase it the other day. Excellent. Yeah, we'll have to uh, talk about that sometime, maybe do a bit of a feature on it. Yes. And another thing we could talk about someday is this new docuseries on History Channel called The Center Seat. And now we've had many documentaries about Star Trek, but what excites me about this one is it's called The Center Seat, 55 Years of Star Trek. And it's an eight-part series. So it's not just some two-hour documentary about Star Trek. It's eight parts. So we're going to get a lot of in-depth analysis of the history of Star Trek. And it's done by the Nacelle Company. And these were the producers behind the popular documentaries, the toys that made us, and the movies that made us. Yeah, pretty excited about this. They do good work. Like those, those shows were excellent. I really enjoyed the bits of those that I saw. Uh, so I'm really curious about this. Like you said, eight part documentary. I think it's going to go really in depth. There's so much material there uh, that they can, they can mine and, and people they can interview. I would love to get a look at this and really see what they've, what they've uncovered about Star Trek. Now, we don't have a date for debut, but uh, Trek movies speculating probably September of this year. And that sounds to me about right. Probably later this year. Now, not everybody has cable service anymore. So not everybody has History Channel. But this and, and this isn't something that would appear on Paramount Plus because Viacom CBS don't own History Channel. But it's possible that you could purchase 
each episode as they come out on a service like Amazon or Apple TV or something like that. So if you don't have History Channel, there may be other means to see this. Yeah, I I hope that's the case because, yeah, I don't have cable myself. So I would love to get a chance to be able to see this. I'm not sure how in Canada we'll be able to see it, but hopefully some way like that for sure. Well, they say it will reveal never before seen backstage stories and offer fresh insights, which I hope is true because I feel like, Dan, people like you and me and a lot of our listeners know so much of the history that we could probably write ourselves. <laughs> I'm not expecting to learn anything new out of this, but it would be great to get something in there that I've never heard about. Yeah, one of the things I'm excited about is uh, there was an interview that Trek Movie did uh, with the guy doing this documentary for his uh, previous documentary, 50 Years of Star Trek. And he told them at the time that he'd wished he'd had a whole hour to go into Lucille Ball's contribution to the very existence of Star Trek, which I think is a really cool bit of Star Trek history. So it's probably a good bet that that will be a focus of this documentary as well. That will be a, a part of it. So I'm excited to learn more about that because that's something that gets talked about every once in a while, but I've never seen anybody do a real deep dive into all of that history with Lucille Ball and all of that. Yeah. I would love to see more detail on that too. I agree. Uh, and being a Lucille Ball fan in front and behind the cameras. Um, I, yeah. I'd like to see how that plays out with Star Trek a little more than what I've heard. Um, yeah, that would be really great. You know, and talking about people behind the scenes, we do have some news related to Star Trek Prodigy. And speaking of people behind the scenes, we do have some update about the showrunners of Star Trek Prodigy, and that is Dan and Kevin Hegeman. And they have been signed a deal with Viacom CBS to continue to produce more things for the CBS studios. So when I say things, I'm saying, well, because they're not saying more Star Trek necessarily, just more content. So I'm, I'm expecting that they'll probably do other related, maybe type of animated series or comedies or things like that. Yeah. This is really exciting because what it says to me is the network, the, the company has looked at what they have produced for Star Trek prodigy and decided Based on that, you know, they want to go forward with these guys and, and, and see what else they can produce. So that to me says that we're probably getting a pretty quality product uh, with Star Trek Prodigy, at least at least the, the company thinks so. So that's really exciting. Yeah, because if they are all sitting around and watching Star Trek Prodigy and they're like, oh, my gosh, this thing sucks. But, you know. Where we went to production, we'll put it out there. They're not going to say, let's get these guys that made that sucky Star Trek thing to do some more stuff for us, <laughs> you know? Yeah, they're probably like, this is really good. Let's get them to do more things for us. So that's a good sign. Absolutely. We've yeah. heard a lot of good things about Star Trek Prodigy from people in the know. Again, Viacom CBS isn't telling us anything, but... From people who are in the know say, hey, this is going to be really good. So, you know, we'll, we'll see, you know. And I still want to date people. Come on. Tell us when this show's coming on. I want the date. Now watch. As soon as they say this, the date comes out right before we release the podcast or right after, you know. That's yep. usually how it happens. That's, that's, that's good, though. We're putting it out there in the universe. I'm okay if it messes with us, you know. Yeah. But 
I want to know. <laughs> you know, back in the day when I was single, I'd say, oh, I want to date. It had a different meaning than it does now. <laughs> so, I had that thought when you were talking there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, in my single days, I used to stand out on the balcony of my apartment and go, I want to date. I want to date, please. Now it's totally different meaning when I stand out on my deck. But hey, you know what, though? We do have dates for new Star Trek books, which really gets me excited. And we've already talked about dates, and we've already talked about authors and titles and stuff, but we have covers. This is really cool. So on the Trek Collective, they posted... Co and by the way, you guys are doing a great job, too. They posted <laughs> covers. We've got Shadows Have Offended by Cassandra Rose Clark. That cover for this TNG novel is on the site. And I'm surprised it features Worf. Because so much we've heard about this book is it's kind of a Crusher Troy novel. I know Worf's a part of it, but I'm surprised that he's the only character on the cover. Yeah, it's uh, we have heard, of course. Yeah, Crusher Troy and Worf are kind of kind of going to be the focus of the novel, which takes place during TNG's seventh season, which is also cool. But yeah, we get this kind of profile shot of Worf. Uh, and and I think maybe it's just because he's kind of the most interesting looking for a cover standpoint. Maybe I'm not sure. Uh, what the thing about this cover that really has me going, huh? Is we have like Enterprise era Romulan birds of prey on the cover as well, which that's interesting. Now we should say uh, when I saw this posted on Twitter. Uh, and in this article here, it also says this is not the final cover or not necessarily the final cover. So elements might change a bit, but I am wondering about those uh, Romulan ships. That's interesting. Yeah, I noticed that because I thought there's a Romulan ship in his ear. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I was like, What's that on his ear? Oh, it's a ship. Uh, yeah, If this isn't the final cover, then it, I mean, it should be. It looks great. It's absolutely uh, gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. So check that out. I mean, I'm sure they'd probably have a little things they need to tweak at it but yeah I, I think it's great as is and i think this next cover too for living memory which is a tos novel by christopher l bennett i really like this too it's it's back to that whole thing where star trek the logo is going up the side of the book there and we have spock and yohora there in their movie era maroon uniforms and uh I remember when we talked about this novel, you were saying you really hope there's something to do with the Reliant because, you know, the, the blurb mentions Chekhov of the Reliant, but it doesn't mention Captain Terrell. I can happily report that the Reliant itself is on the cover here, flying by in a similar fashion to that Romulan bird of prey on the other cover. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, we put it out in the universe and it happens. <laughs> Yeah, this cover's interesting, too, because it it's void of color. Mm -hmm. Is this not a final cover, or is it this? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I It doesn't say anywhere if it's final or, or not final that I've been able to see. But yeah, it's kind of a, almost a sepia tone, kind of yellow uh, look to it, but it is monotone. It's not in color. It reminds me of the books that came out. Oh, gosh. What's the series? It's TOS book. That was They were e-books. Um, oh, the Mirror Anarchy series. Yes. It kind of reminds me, that coloring reminds me of those. Mm -hmm. So, interesting. Okay, Dan, there's another weird book that we have never talked about <laughs> that's on this article. I was kind of afraid you'd bring this one up. <laughs> I know you were, but I have to bring this up. It's obviously a children's book. It's called What is the Story of Captain Kirk 
And we have Captain Kirk on a planet with a big head. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's Captain Kirk with a big head, not William Shatner with a big head, but, you know, whatever. So it's by Penguin Workshop. It does look like Shatner, by the way. Penguin Workshop. It's coming in December, and it's written by M.D. Payne, and it is part of the Who HQ range, which introduces younger readers to a wide range of subjects from popular culture, historical and contemporary sources, all asking either who or what they are. So we get to try to figure out who or what Captain Kirk is. Yeah, it sounds like it's kind of a bit of an introduction to Star Trek in pop culture and, and Captain Kirk in particular, I guess. And I, you know, as someone who's been a teacher, I can see this as as kind of something in a school library that like, you know, kids have to go research some topic or something like that. And and that's kind of I'm not I'm not familiar with the Who HQ books, but that's kind of what this looks like to me, which is that's kind of interesting. I like the idea of Star Trek being maybe the topic of. Uh, some study or something like that, as, as opposed to just, you know, the TV show we know it is. But, you know, 55 years, it's got a pretty big impact on pop culture. And I could see it being something that, like, somebody could give a little report on in their school class or something. Well, on the top of the cover, it says color timeline inside. I'm really curious now. I want to see that timeline. Mm-hmm, like, me too. What, is it a timeline of the history of the series or is it a Star Trek universe timeline? I'm just reading the back cover blurb and it, it might be in universe. I'm not sure. That's a good question. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know if we can even buy this cause it might go directly to schools. I'm not sure. Um, so if you can't buy this when it comes out in December, then go to your local library or school. Maybe you can find it. I don't know. <laughs> just look for the big Shatner head. So <laughs> you, you won't miss it. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is planned to be released simultaneously in hardcover, paperback, and ebook. So I'm pretty sure you'll be able to buy this. Ah, yes, I'm gonna get the ebook then. Make it easy for me. So, <laughs> last thing, real quick, in this article from Eagle Moss, they have the latest comprehensive Star Trek Shipyard series book coming out for the forthcoming Delta Quadrant books. And it's going to fill in the alien ships from the Alpha and Beta Quadrants. Now, there's no cover yet. Uh, for this one, just a draft cover image in this, but this is due to come out in October. And so if you're really into these, which I don't have them, but I wish, I wish I did, but I can only spend so much money, but this is, this is coming in October. So you probably want to check that out. Yeah. I have gotten one of these books in the past, one of the Starfleet ones, and they're very well done, very high quality uh, images and interesting information and stuff. And so the Alpha and Beta Quadrant Volume 1, I'm imagining we'll see, you know, a lot of the familiar Star Trek alien races besides the Federation uh, featuring the ships here. I, it would definitely be worth checking out for sure if you're into uh, Star Trek starships and stuff. Yeah. And speaking of books, we have our book club episode coming up uh, later this week, and we're reviewing the book Serpents Among the Ruins by David R. George III. And this is a Lost Era novel. So this is the second Lost Era novel. We covered the first one on a prior episode, and I'm halfway through reading it at this point. And Dan, you said you just finished reading it. I just finished it last night. I, I've read it a number of times before. It's one of my favorite Star Trek novels. I'll just be on the record to say that right now. But yeah, I, I finished it last night, this most recent time around. And uh, 
yeah, it's just as good as I remember. I'm really enjoying it. I read it before too when it first came out. So this is my second go round and it's it's good. So you might want to join us for that episode and we'll dig deep into that book. So is there anything else we haven't covered, Dan, that you want to talk about in your Star Trek fandom head of yours? I don't think <laughs> so, other than the fact that I'm obviously very excited for the future of Star Trek. And, you know, it's it's funny with the last little bit of news with the kind of three series we're going to be getting this year, Prodigy, Lower Decks, and Discovery, Strange New Worlds was kind of off my radar. And it really crashed back onto my radar in a big way this week with this announcement. So that's kind of what I'm really excited about right now. I have to agree. I'm kind of the same way. It's like, you know, I think anything that's something new that's coming in the news about a series coming gets me all excited. Like, ooh, it just makes it feel more real, especially seeing these cast members for Strange New Worlds. It really does feel like it's, you know, just right over the horizon. Mm -hmm. It's kind of funny. It's one of those things that I thought that maybe they were holding off on news about in order to give the new stuff that's actually coming very soon. Uh, more room to breathe, but I'm happy that they're releasing news about it regardless of that fact. So that's really cool. You know what? It couldn't be a better time to be a Star Trek fan with all this stuff coming. Absolutely. I mean, we could be sitting here doing a Star Trek podcast and saying, well, I mean, there's not really anything going on in news and we haven't had a new Star Trek series in like 20 years. And Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about our top 10 scariest Star Trek episodes because <laughs> there's no news to talk about. It's funny because you and I each week talk about like, oh, we, we need a list of discussion topics in case, you know, uh, we need to talk about something. But the last few weeks, there's just been so much news to cover that we haven't had to do that at all. You know, someone asked me one time, they said, so what do you talk about on a Star Trek podcast? And I'm like, well, there's all this new Star Trek stuff coming up. But prior to getting Discovery, people would ask me that. And I'm like, well, you know, there's you know over 400 or whatever episodes and there's, you know, the novels and you know, there's I said, there's just a lot of things to to go through. But now that we have a lot of new stuff, I mean, it's just the well is not getting dry. Absolutely not. So excited. <laughs> yes. So Dan, when people want to talk to you about this wonderful franchise, where can they find you? Best place to find me is in the Positively Trek discussion group because I'm always loving the conversations happening there. I'm also on Twitter at Kurtrats. That's K-E-R-T-R-A-T-S. You can also find me on YouTube at youtube.com slash Productions. Talking mostly about Star Trek because Star Trek is my life right now. <laughs> there you go. Me too. And then you can find me, of course, in our discussion group on Facebook. Just look for Positively Trek. And you can follow us on Twitter at Positively Trek and on Instagram at Positively Trek. And then you can send us an email, PositivelyTrek at gmail.com. If you want to follow me on Twitter, because I'm just really close to making a thousand followers. <laughs> getting close to it i want to get a four digit number in there that's why i'm at admiral underscore rex that's admiral with the underline rex i'm also on instagram at just admiral rex and i'm occasionally on the star wars report and i've been on a few episodes of literary treks recently so check those out so thanks everyone for joining us and of course we want to thank our wonderful associate producer a fabulous guy william smith or as we call him bill smith of trek geeks so thank you, Bill, for everything you've done to support our show. And you know what, Bill? What I want to say to you and to everyone else listening is stay positive. Stay positive.
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.